Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of This Ain't a Scene podcast. I am Drew Zerman. I'm with my co-host. Hey, guys, I'm Ryan Sharp, and I'm very happy to be here. Um, So this podcast is kind of an idea that Ryan uh, originally started and then brought it to me, and we kind of are going to run with it and see what the hell happens. Why not? Um, so the idea of this podcast is we will be talking to you about a lot of different things music related. Um, Ryan and I will be discussing in this first episode our backgrounds and kind of what our uh, influences and things that got us into music are. Uh, we'll also be talking about our bands and my work in the music industry in general. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's going to be a good time. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We hope you enjoy it. This is our chance to talk and have the conversations we've had in the past, Drew, to the public, and hopefully there'll be a good positive outcome. Right. Yeah. And Ryan and I talk a lot about music, and um, I mean, you're going to see quickly what our backgrounds are. So by no means are we experts on anything, um, but we feel like we know a good bit, and this is just, you know... We're going to talk about these bands. We're going to talk about this subject. If you don't like it, tough shit. That's what we want to talk about. And that's what we know best. And we hope that you do like it. And we hope that you come back for more episodes. And that, you know, whenever we start doing these more often and more frequently, people actually like it and enjoy what we have to say or find us amusing in some way. Yeah. Um, So as always, with the beginning of any episode, we want to ask you that when you find us, wherever you found us, Please review us, give us five stars, tell everybody what you think, say that you can't stand gingers, but when Ryan talks, you love it and everything he has to say, that's completely fine with me. does not offend me in the least bit. You can totally give us four stars too. Four stars is not a bad rating, Drew. As long as it's anything but a one star. If it's a one star, then we might have to enact anarchy in a punk way on you, but we, we would never do that, of course. But we hope you won't give us four or five stars, so we shouldn't have to worry about that. Um, so yeah, for our first episode, we're going to talk a little bit of our influences as a little bit of a demo and intro to our podcast. So I'm going to let Ryan go ahead and talk to me and give us the 411 and the background on what got him into music, what his influences are then and now. Totally. So once again, my name's Ryan Sharp. I was exposed to music probably when I was about six months old. My parents are not musicians in any way, shape, or form, but at a young age, there was Alan Jackson playing, and there was CCM music, which stands for Contemporary Christian Music, always playing in the background. So there always was noise, a joyful noise playing in the background. (laughs) And Probably when I was about seven years old, I went to the Christian bookstore with my mother, and I found out about a compilation called X2005, and what that compilation album was. It was all these Christian rock bands, and the bands that were on this compilation album were Reality K, Under Oath, Pillar, Cutlass, Thousand Foot Crutch, Skillet. So you probably know maybe two of those bands. Some of those bands have gone on to create huge mainstream success. I don't believe you. (laughs) And 
I just started a love for music through the pop punk and the Christian rock and, you know, with this uplifting message. And it was really interesting to me. And I knew it wasn't bad for my soul either. <laughs> so as time went on, I, I liked Reality Case, Switchfoot, Toby Mac. And then over time, I started listening to more secular music. And I got into bands like, obviously, Blink-182, Green Day. I mean, those bands were played on the radio, so I knew those bands then. But it took me a while to listen to the back catalogs, right? For example, Blink-182's Dude Ranch or Green Day's Insomniac. You know, I didn't listen to those albums when I was young. I listened to those albums probably when I was like 17 years old. Anyways, flash forward to about 2010, 2011, I played in my first quote-unquote band with my neighbor and his friend, and they were homeschooled, so they would just write music all day and probably not do much school. <laughs> but what they what they did is they started playing this like pop punk meets like hard rock sounding metalcore type of style. And it was just something that, you know, with the warp tour and at that time it was, it was big, it was at its peak. And I just started doing these rap rock vocals over it, like Limp Bizkit or Lincoln park. And it just sounded really cringy. And then I started jamming acoustic with my friend Grant and we formed a, an acoustic duo called twin trees Twin Trees playing strictly on biscuit covers, of course. Yeah, <laughs> break stuff acoustic. Yeah, because everybody wants to hear uh, Fred Durst acoustic. <laughs> I like behind uh, Blue Eyes the the Who cover that he did. I don't know if you ever heard it. But well, it's, yeah, it's well done. It's, it's he, a Who cover. It's not a Limp Biscuit song. <laughs> but Fred Durst's Fred Durst's voice actually sounds pretty good with it. Uh, so this acoustic duo, Twin Trees, we started writing originals and we covered like this band called Black Tide. That was a band that had like two albums probably around that time period. Probably, I guess, 2008 is the main album when they came out. There was an acoustic song. I don't remember what it was, but we played that one a lot in front of like friends and family. And then... A childhood friend of mine and Grant's decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to play drums. And he kind of taught himself how to play drums. I honestly did not teach him because I, I play drums too. And his name's Alex. And Wait, he Alex is learned how to play drums drummer. by himself? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so he's a phenomenal drummer. He's, pretty, as you know, he's true, great. But yeah, he totally learned how to play drums by himself, and he wanted to jam with us. So we had a couple songs, and he just played along with it, and it, it clicked. Now, this is, this is not going in chronological order, because in between all of this, between probably when I was, it was like 2010, 2011, probably 2010, Grant and I joined a rock camp. And what that was, was a local music center. 
they had all these musicians come and they would get them all together and then a drum guitar instructor would pretty much get all these musicians together to formulate a song and we had the pleasure of the drum instructor and guitar instructor being brent taddy who now is the drummer of crown the empire he's actually from our hometown so this was a really really cool opportunity that we got to i have a good story on crown the empire then oh i want to hear it they uh Sorry, we're gonna do that. They were warp tour one time, and uh, I had a I had a friend who was doing sound on that stage, and she uh, she was like she was a house tech almost. So most of the time with bands that size, you don't the house tech doesn't do anything. She just sits there, or he or she just sits there and babysits. And uh, they sound checked um, to go on and play, but while they were sound checking, they had to check their tracks because every band has tracks in it. It just depends on what level. And when they turn their tracks on, there's everything in the track except the drummer. So he's the only one who probably actually plays his instrument. I can't prove that, but that's what I heard in the track. Unless it's just a test track, but that's what I heard. I'm just saying. Interesting. Well, I can tell you he plays his instrument really well. Well, yeah, he wasn't in the track, so he must. (laughs) (laughs) So we were doing this rock camp with Brent. And we formed the song Jackpot, which is a song that we still play to this day. So that was a little backstory. Back to somewhat present. Twin Trees has been around for about five years now. We've gone through a couple member changes, but the lineup we have right now is more solid than ever. We were a band that were doing originals strictly, and we played some classic rock covers. But we went on and we decided, you know what, we're going to go and we're going to play the college scene and we're going to do nostalgic 90s, 2000s rock, which, Drew, you do the same exact thing. (laughs) We don't hate each other's guts. We do it about an hour and a half away. Yeah, it's fine. So, personally for me, away from the band, I'm just someone that, Loves listening to every genre of music. Friday's the best day out of the seven days of the week because it's New Music Friday. I can be completely quarantined, sitting on my couch, listening to all the new albums, all the new singles, all the new EPs. And I can do this all while I'm getting work done. So that's a little bit about my music background. It's definitely my main passion outside of work and school. All right, so I guess now I have to tell people things. Um, so I started at a young age as well. My mother was big into music. My grandmother was a very well and classically trained piano player. Um, she uh, was a big influence on in me learning how to play an instrument. But uh, my mother used to, and like everybody's mother, she would come in and sing you to sleep when you were a kid, of course. At least if you had a good mother. I'm not saying your mother's bad if she didn't sing to you. I'm just saying she did. Well, she wasn't my mother. That's all I'm saying. Um, so she used to sing me like, you know, Statler Brothers and Alan Jackson and stuff like that. Like old, old, old country. Um, by no means as old as Hank Williams, but older country. And uh, from that, I kind of just 
started with music. Um, I went to a private school, so we were almost forced. Um, I, that sounds awful, but we were forced to do choir. Um, pretty much elementary, of course, middle school, the whole way through high school. Um, it was just what they made us do. Um, just fine. And I feel like I learned a lot from that. Um, it definitely influenced me as far as singing and wanting to be a singer. So, uh, you fast forward, um, somewhere along the line, I heard my first, (laughs) my first grasp of music was actually like the Backstreet Boys as far back as I can remember, which I know isn't that long ago, but like, so I started to get into the Backstreet Boys. And it was really random and uh, it had a lot to do with they were doing uh, uh, Burger King was doing this thing where they were giving away VHS tapes of like a five song mini concert. The Backstreet Boys did with certain like purchases and my mom happened to get one one time. And of course, I put that thing in and watched it because I was a kid and I was like, oh, new VHS tape. And um, I learned every five all five songs on that thing and used to get on the bus in elementary school and we just sit around singing, which uh, to this day looked ridiculous probably. Um, So then you fast forward. um, I get into middle school and I come across Reliant K Um, and Reliant K definitely was the start of my influence into the punk music world. Um, I listened to them. I got into MXPX. I got into Green Day. My mother was not very happy about me listening to Green Day at such a young age, but, oh, well, that's punk rock, baby. Um, So then I went through kind of an odd phase. I got into, like, older rap um, going into high school. So, like, freshman, sophomore year, I was listening to a lot of, like, NWA and old Eminem and E-40 and, you know, Biggie and stuff like that. Um, and then I went from that phase to a heavy phase and I got really heavy into Slipknot and Breaking Benjamin. And I got really heavy into Three Days Grace. And that was around the time I started to learn to play guitar. I started learning to play guitar when I was about 15. So coming right into that, out of that first phase of rap into this phase of heavier music. And I started to get really good at playing guitar. Uh, I started a band. The first band was, uh, it was called Serenade. And that didn't go anywhere other than my buddy's basement. Well, then the bass player drummer and I decided we were going to start a band. And it was called um, After Heart. We started that. And uh, we did play a lot. We played a lot. And we got thrown out of a few places too for showing up and thought we had a show to play and nobody ever booked the show. So there was just bands standing there looking stupid. And we ended up in my backyard of my grandfather's house playing shows with 20 or 30 people sitting on cars because we got thrown out of the place. We thought we had a show and pap said, just come to our place and make noise. <clears throat> um, so then I got into, I got back into punk music I was listening to a lot of Reliant K again, a lot of XPX, Green Day. I got into Blink. Um, and then I, I, the band I was in ended and a new band started called a two-tone heart. Um, none of the same members, just me. 
and three other guys. And I got, we started playing scene shows a lot more, not just shows with our friends. We started to play with bands we didn't know and go places we didn't know. And, um, that really got me into the scene bands and the scene bands really influenced me, I think for wanting to do music for a living. Um, so a little background on that. So my background is I, I have a degree in music business and technology. Um, I've spent close to a decade working as a tech doing either audio or lighting. I've done everything from 200 cap rooms to 18,000 seat arenas. I uh, also have spent, I've managed three venues. I'm currently helping with my third. Um, when I say manage, I mean mostly like production stuff um, or talent buying. Um, I started to get really into talent buying about five or six years ago and I started to get real good at it. And it's kind of like gambling to me because I get to go up, I get to talk to people I don't know and I get to try to get an artist <clears throat> for, you know, a certain price or show or whatever it is. And it's a lot of fun when you get that email back and they're like, yeah, we want to do this and we're going to take the deal that you just gave us. And it's a lot of fun. Kind of, kind of like, almost like if you're addicted to eBay, I would say just, you're that kind of person that's addicted to eBay, but not the buy it now part of eBay, the actual bidding part of eBay that used to be the only thing that existed. So anyway, um, I've done a couple tours in cover bands, original bands, cover bands don't tour, but I I've done show schedules with cover bands. Um, I've worked with artists everywhere from, you know, somebody you've never heard of the whole way up to people like I've helped with Keith Urban show or Kevin Hart, people that stuff people know. So I, I don't by no means consider myself an expert and nor do I say that to tote, my background, it's just another day at work to me. So while you're standing at a coffee cooler, I'm standing there busting my ass doing something that you would think looks fun on the inside, but it's a lot of work. There's a lot of work involved in this. So so anyways, the scene bands that really influenced me were like Shelbyville, Get a Life, all Alive in the Moment, um, State Champs when they were still a scene band um, before they got big. They played a couple of shows broadside before they kind of got big. I feel like they've still never gotten big, but so that's kind of what influenced me. And today it's, it's, I listen to everything. Like I, when I play Grand Theft Auto, I only listen to West Coast classics. So all I do is listen to classic rap. That's it. Just if it's the channel that has Snoop Dogg on it, that's fine. I'll listen to it. But, uh, most of what I listen to is just, Anything you'd see at Warped Tour, really. I mean, I, I listen to everything. I'm I'm not as big into country. Um, surprisingly, I like Luke Combs, even though I'm not a big country guy. I think what he's doing and what he's got going on is pretty cool, but most of my musical background is in punk um, and heavier stuff. So um, when Ryan reached out to me, the original idea was we were just going to do this on pop punk and punk music and like Warped Tour-esque stuff, but the more we talked him and I do have some influences on other genres. So we want to, we're going to try to delve into it as much as possible. If there's a band that you think we should listen to or a band we should talk about more, feel free to send it to us. Tell us we're a bunch of idiots for ignoring this person. And then we'll talk about them a, mu a bunch and then insult you right back for yelling at us. So I, uh, you know, I, that's what we're hoping to do here. We're hoping to just him and I get together and, 
talk about things that we like and try to find some good topics that aren't just like, oh, let's talk about this band for an hour. Um, so we're hoping that you guys enjoy it as much as we do. As far as I'm concerned, I'm having fun already. It's only the preview slash first episode. I can't wait to do more of these. Um, we will be putting up a Facebook page soon. We will be trying to get these up on Apple podcast. Again, always, always, always give us a like, give us a review. Don't say anything. You can say anything mean as long as it's a five or four or five star review. I don't care. You can, again, you can insult us all you want in the review. As long as I get a four or five star, that's all I care about. So, well, that is our first podcast. I would say, Ryan, what would you think? Do you have anything to wrap up with? It's been fun because we've been talking about ourselves. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It definitely has. And of course, the biggest thing we never talked about was the fact that how did Ryan and I meet? Well, Ryan and I have played many a show together with our bands. Um, My current project is August Winners. Um, That is my original project. Ryan pointed out I do do covers. I play um, guitar and sing for a band called Southpaw. Um, Not the original scene band from the midwest it's a band from penn state that's uh, 90s 2000s rock covers that's why ryan and i had many conversations before he started his because he i I, out of respect for me he talked to me about it and i really appreciated that you know um and then um i've been playing drums lately for a i i don't know what you'd call it alt rock band um they're called lenina crown they do originals and covers but they're they're weird they do everything from r kelly to my chemical romance now we just added that but most of the stuff's like chili peppers and weezer and stuff like that um but then again my original project's august winners it is a i don't know what you think ryan it's it's punk but it's kind of radio punk maybe i don't know yeah it's pop punk karaoke it's the songs you would sing karaoke that are influenced by pop punk fair enough um but ryan and i have played many a show together in pittsburgh um we've become good friends we wanted to do this podcast so here it is episode one it's in the bags and uh we'll be moving on now and we'll hopefully see you guys there with us take care